Hello and welcome into the Intersection Podcast. I am your host, Mick Walker, and on today's episode, I will be talking with Stacey Ray, the mother of former Ohio State and Colorado football player Max Ray, and one of the founders of Life Over Logo. We talk about what Life Over Logo is, why it was started, and what's next for them. Without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Stacey Ray. Just really, for the people that don't know, what is Life Over Logo? So it's it's really like a nucleus group of moms um, who last fall came together to want to open the discussion. Um, and so about what's happening to student athletes. Um, it happens to professional athletes as well, but all of our um, boys are in college. So we're focusing on student athletes, but um, what's happening on social media um, and how it's affecting the student athletes. And we felt like it was a conversation that needed some sort of platform. Um, it's some, it's a conversation that needs to be had. And so we, we kind of, there's about five or six of us that put our heads together and came up with the concept and the whole heart behind it is, you know, people's lives should matter more than college logos. And we love our teams and we're passionate about sports. Obviously all of our, all of our boys are D1 athletes. So at that point, when they're on the college level, obviously as a mom of a player, you're very passionate about their sport, but you know, when, when a game doesn't go the right way or, you know, the point spread isn't the way someone wanted, you know, to have your student athlete receive death threats is just unacceptable and is, is really affecting these players in a lot of different ways. And so we just sort of asked ourselves, like, what's it going to take? Are we going to have to actually have one of our friends' sons commit suicide or get hurt because of the game and the stress that's coming from it? I mean, there, the messages that are being sent to these players is, is awful. And being told to kill themselves, if I ever see you in the street, I'm going to hunt you down and kill you. Your mom and your family should watch out. We're going to go after them too. This is crazy. So we just really felt like we needed to do something proactive, um, at least get the conversation going. Gotcha. And then I, so I, I, I sort of asked when you sort of go through all that is it, was there a specific event or was it just a culmination of seeing all this that made you guys want to really get proactive and create this, the organization and the movement? series of events on different campuses to different players and when you're you know when your kids are all going and being recruited together um, going on visits together you get to know so many different families um, whose sons are playing sports and you know you learn about what's happening at all these different campuses Um, for me I had two players at two different schools And I remember thinking, well, I'm only involved in two programs. So I started reaching out to moms and they started reaching out to their friends. And we just all were really heartbroken and still kind of stunned at how many families are dealing with us. So it just sort of hit. And I don't know if maybe um, with this last season, fans were able to come back you know, whereas the year before, none of us were even really able to go to games. I don't know if there was just a heightened energy. So it really kind of blew up more. Um, or that it just got to the point where several of us thought, 
like I said, what's it going to take? Are we going to have to be consoling one of our friends because their kid happened to maybe struggle with depression and anxiety and being told to kill themselves over and over and over? They finally did. I don't know. It just probably was a combination of a lot of different things. Gotcha. And then, I mean, like you mentioned, you had two sons that go through the whole process of recruiting and picking a college. And mm-hmm. even starting with that, there's a lot of influence, whether it's through social media of adults, even just being all over kids' social media, trying to pers- persuade them and get them to try and convince them to go to a different uh, one specific school. So did you mm-hmm. sort of see it coming up as like Jake and Max and your sons were getting recruited and then it just sort of escalated as college went up? Or was it just a weird experience to see it all together as, as they were coming up through high school? No, I'm going to be honest. There's, there is a very unhealthy energy around college sports in general. Um, seems like on a larger scale than even professional sports. I don't know if it's just the dynamic of the way the playoffs are for college, specifically football. You have to be the top four teams or you don't get in the playoffs. Whereas in the NFL, I mean, you can lose games and still go to the playoffs, still make it to the Super Bowl. In college football, you have to pretty much be perfect. So it, it puts this incredible stress on those teams and those athletes that is different. Um, but no, I mean, when, when kids decide not to commit to one school and choose another school, yeah, first thing that you know I do is I don't read any of those message boards because those fans say awful things about your son who making a decision when he's 17 or 16 and saying terrible things about him. It's like, this is just a kid trying to find the right college for him, his journey. Um, So I've seen the energy around it, even going back to my kids being recruits, but, but it definitely, um, yeah, when you get into a game situation and the games are nationally televised. And like I said, this is across many campuses. This isn't just an Ohio state thing. Um, and sometimes, yeah, we've, we've even won games and kids are being just literally just character assassination on social media, because is it the point spread? So is it even fans doing it? Is it, is it the gambling element that's involved? I don't really know, but, but the kids having social media as a part of their life and the fact that these people can have access and tag them and DM them and all these things, it's just, it's too personal. And it gets to the point where they then have to isolate, completely get off their phone, completely disconnect from all social media, which anyone who knows anything about anxiety and depression is only going to make their situation worse um, because that's how they connect all their friends. And a lot of times now that everyone can have NIL deals, that's how they're being reached out to for those opportunities. So it's really not an option for these players to just turn social media off. Um, I wish it was the conversation of can the adults um, adult better? (laughs) We're asking an 18 and 19 year old to completely disconnect from the world because an adult can't control their language or an adult can't control their anger or an adult can't control whatever, whatever they're doing to these young athletes, it's, it really, in my opinion, there's, you can love the sport and the team passionately without actually 
threatening someone's life. And it is legal in all the states in the U.S. to prosecute someone threatening your life on social media. It's just, is that really going to happen? And those people don't even have their real names on their account. Imagine how hard it would be to actually do that. And depending on the sport, you're going to look like a crybaby. So no one's really going to do that. Um, and I still don't think it's right that these kids feel like sitting ducks. Gotcha. And then I'm just curious. So now that you've had sons two different colleges, you've gone the, you've been around a ton of different colleges, whether it's through visits and stuff. Have you noticed any infrastructure inside colleges to help athletes with this, whether it's psychologists, different people in around? Because these infant like the the actual staff colleges can be ginormous. Mm -hmm. You've seen yeah. where it lines up to help these athletes. Not to the level that, you know, the, the moms that we've discussed, um, something that we've talked about that I would love to see is, is creating a, a curriculum. So almost like, you know, that first semester when they come on campus and this would apply to to all athletes. I mean, when we did the town hall meeting up at Ohio State, there were probably 60 students there. And I mean, I was talking afterwards to cheerleaders, to, to I've talked to basketball players. It's, it's not even just football, the kind of stress that they feel. Um, I would love to see some sort of six-week curriculum um, where when you're a new athlete on campus that you're going through this and, and there's a mentorship program happening. There's information being given to them. The health and wellness departments that are a part of the athletic department can be connected and giving them more tools. Um, we've also talked about somehow it would be great to see athletes have a protected account. Um, larger campuses are going to probably have an easier time doing that with funding and staff than smaller campuses. But right now, I don't see the infrastructure I would like to see um, or that I think would guard the athletes um, the way that it's really necessary. They're just too accessible. And, and at the same time, these athletes are on national television. They're on billboards. They're on, I mean, they're, they're seen as sort of like they're made famous. Right. But then there's, there's not enough protection around them in regards to social media and education. I mean, I would love to see more. Gotcha. And I mean, now, like you mentioned, with the, even the NIL space, you're, you're in colleges that are putting guys Instagram tags or Twitter tags mm -hmm. next to their names. And it, I'm just curious, from your perspective of being in this space, have you seen NIL help hurt or has it played any sort of role in the and the, whether it's the connection people can get to the players or just the role of social media? Have you seen any connection between NIL and what sort of goes on? I personally haven't. Um, I mean, I think that college athletes pour out and those families have poured out. I think it's an amazing opportunity. Um, so, so I love the opportunity for the athletes. Um, I don't know if it, if it's necessarily heightened and it's new, right? So, I mean, time will tell on that, but um, I, I think the bigger issue <laughs> we have to figure out um, and, and I don't know that we're going to get it, going to get in the heads of the people who who say crazy things. The bigger issue is the athletes are just, they're exposed in a way to receiving information that is, is genuinely 
can be scary. I mean, think about being a 19-year-old, 18-year-old quarterback that just, you know, earned the spot. That's so exciting. And then you have a bad game. And and you don't know who's saying these things to you. Is it your teacher, fellow students, the guy that, you know, downstairs who runs the restaurant you go to? Is it some crazy person 10 states away? I mean, you don't know. So the anxiety keeps building because you don't actually know who's threatening you. And then you got to go do it again next weekend. Go back on television. And what if you mess up then? And the reality is, you know, part of what's so great as a parent in supporting your kids to play sports is you learn how to win and lose. And you learn how to accept failure. You learn how to grow from failure so that you can find new successes. The failure is part of the sport. Um, To make it like you should go die because you missed a pass or you didn't make a block or you had a false start. It's like, that's all part of the game. Um, They're not perfect. They're not robots. They're humans. They're not going to play every game perfectly. Um, So I don't know if NIL has made it worse. I think it's a great opportunity for the athletes and the families. Um, I think social media has made it worse. To be honest, We're just way too comfortable saying things on social media that we would never say to somebody's face. Gotcha. And I, but I imagine going to social media and trying to flip it a little bit, I, you being someone that's outspoken in this space and spoken that you're trying to find a way to help athletes. I imagine you get, whether it's mothers, parents reaching out to you, asking for advice, asking for help. So when they do, what's, what's sort of your message to these people that are asking for help? What can I do to help my son? What advice do you have? What experience, what have you learned from your experience? Yeah. I mean, number one is, is, We need to, especially in this climate, especially 2022, having gone through everything we've all gone through collectively in the last two years. If, if you find out whether it's from your athlete or their friends or however, that there's depression, anxiety, and any kind of suicidal tendencies happening, you got to take all that very seriously, get involved go up to the campus. There's every campus has resources. Bigger campuses have more, but even the smaller ones have resources. Get them connected to the athletic counseling center. Continue to check in with your, with your child. They are an athlete, but they're also your child. Talk to the coaches, make sure that they understand what's happening because the last thing we want to do is just be in denial or ignore this it's a very real thing. And, and in having the conversations with your athlete, with their coach, with the counselor, you know, we can figure out what's going on underneath it, right? Maybe that person carries, people carry tendencies in, in, in angles and areas higher than others. Some people are just more prone to depression, anxiety, and suicide. Well, that's important information to know and follow up on. Um, but definitely I, I, I would advise any parent don't blow it off and don't, don't poo poo it and don't minimize it. It's a real experience they're having. And the anxiety with that is very real. Make sure they have a good group of friends around them. I mean, if you feel like your child is going through any kind of weird withdrawal, depression, get to your child that's still your child. They might be grown. They're 19, 20 years old, but you raise that human, get in the car, get on an airplane and go figure out face-to-face what's happening. 
to stay ahead of it, right? Because it's not getting easier. It's actually getting harder. Gotcha. Last question here. And just, I know you guys did the town hall with Life Over Logo last, last semester. What are the plans now to just take it? And what's the next step for Life Over Logo, I guess is what I'm getting to. Yeah, I feel like um, the conversations that we've had since then, and obviously then it goes into Thanksgiving and Christmas and then regrouping, but our, our big goal is to, and we have several moms that are a part of our group that are educators. Um, our big goal is to put a curriculum together. I mean, it's, it's one thing to talk about it. It's one thing to highlight it. And it's another thing to start coming up with some solutions. Um, I would, we would love to have a, like I said, a six week curriculum. We have an outline that we've put together at this point. It's a matter of putting meat on the bone, figuring out the different layers that we've all learned um, professionally are important in, in, in helping these young athletes feel supported um, and then coming up with a curriculum that we can start going to campuses with and sharing. This is something we'd like you to consider and integrating mentorship with the older players who've been there and can help so that these younger guys don't feel isolated in this. A lot of players Mick, they're not even talking about it because they just are so embarrassed that this is happening. They need to, it needs to be a little more normalized so, so they can feel free that they can talk to people about it. But that would be really the next step is we put a curriculum together that we can present to campuses so they can be more proactive. Gotcha. That's all I have for you. Thank you for your time. Awesome. Thank you. Best of luck to Max at Colorado. Thank Best you. of luck to Jake, what he's doing at Colorado. A giant thank you to Stacey Ray for giving us her time to talk about Life Over Logo. Thank you for tuning in to the Intersection Podcast. I'm your host, Mick Walker, and talk to you guys again soon.